welcome. You are listening to Let's Be Honest, where we apply God's Word to life's honest and real questions. We're your hosts. I'm Megan. And I'm Zach. So, let's be honest. Hey, everybody. This is episode five. Welcome. Thanks for listening along. This week, we are going to be talking about purpose and calling and what that means for you. So, Purpose. Some of you may be wondering, what in the world am I put here on this on this world for? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people that I know around my age really wrestle with like, what is their point in life? Like, what what are they supposed to do? Why? What are they here for? What? And so I think it gets down to what is your purpose? Yeah. What is the ultimate purpose that we were planned here? Now, obviously, we're coming at this from like a Christian perspective, so I think a lot of people would answer that question different of what your purpose is. Yeah. But as Christians, what is our purpose? Not all the different things we could be doing, but like at the bottom, when you drill down to the one thing that incorporates everything else in life, what are we, what are we supposed to be doing? What is our purpose? Exactly. Um, And the answer is, it's just simple. Glorify God. That's not sexy. It's not special. (laughs) I hope I can say that on a podcast. (laughs) It's not, um, it's not even like that deep. No. It it gets deep, but it's just what the Bible portrays. We were created. For the glory of God. Yeah. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, which includes everything, mm-hmm. whatever includes everything, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. That's why you exist. You have been put on this earth for the purpose of glorifying God. Yep. Um, and so when you're having like that hard day of like, what am I even here for? Or like in the mundane, that's what yeah. you're here for. That is your purpose. That's what you can always know what you're here for um, because you know that the purpose is to glorify yeah, God. Exactly. Okay. So that's your purpose. That's yeah, all so, we got for today. Yep, so, so see y'all you can later. hang up the podcast now. <laughs> no, uh, we'll see you Just next week. kidding. We've got a little bit more. But um, but yeah, so when, like exactly like Zach said, like when you're thinking about what in the world I'm here for, that's it. Like just answer yourself, okay, and I'm here to glorify God and that is it. So how do I do that? What does yeah. that mean? Like, those are deeper questions. But... And I think that's where the tension comes in. Right. It's not so much, what is my purpose? We can all agree, like, oh, yeah, it's to glorify God. Sounds right. right. Um, it's the, well, how do I do that? Like, that doesn't yeah. answer what am I supposed to be doing. I think that's a, where that's a bigger the tension question. really and the, yeah. and the like existential dread really comes into play. Right. Exactly. So, well, we're going to talk about calling and, like, what does that mean? You know, we... Um, don't get the experience like Moses did. The Lord does not come to us in a burning bush um, and tell us Wait, exactly. <laughs> that's not happened to you? What? Oh, no, oh. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> so everyone but Zach, no. But um, <laughs> yeah, so what is your calling? What is the thing that you, we know what we were made for, but what, how do you, how, how do you, you about do that? that? Yeah, what, how, yeah. What, are, what are you specifically as an individual called how are you called to right. do that to glorify yeah. god and i think first of all you just look at like what your spiritual gifts are and i think your spiritual gifts a lot of times like they show themselves in like quote real life right things yeah so your spiritual gift may exercise itself in like physical world like like so if your gift spiritual gift is acts of service right you, you like to really serve people you have a mm-hmm. servant's heart you may really enjoy doing the dishes for somebody or you may really enjoy, you know, there's all these different things like physical acts. 
So I don't think there's like a straight line, like a straight line dichotomy between what is spiritual and what is physical. Right. I think the spiritual gifts, okay. the only way they show themselves in life mm-hmm. is through like, is through like the physical things that we do. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Or yeah. Do you think, okay. No, I think, I think that's correct for sure. So figuring out what your spiritual gift is. And if you need help with that, we'll actually, we can link. Yeah. Spiritual um, gift assessment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the um, verses that there's several places where Paul talks about. Exactly. What those what those gifts are. Mm-hmm. And so figuring out that and then figuring out where there is a need. So I think one aspect of calling that we forget about is that part of your calling is where you're placed. Mm. So calling is not just like this activity that you're called to go do. Part of your calling is where God has planted you. And you are not planted by accident where you're at. So like you live in King, you live in Pilot, wherever you live, like you're not there by accident. That's part of your calling. God has called you there for at least today because you're there right now to be there and to look around you at the needs around you and how. And so once you recognize the needs around you, maybe there's poverty in your area. Maybe there's a neighbor in your street who really needs somebody to watch their kids. I don't know what it may be, but you look around you for these needs and then to look within yourself and say, okay, how has God gifted me to meet these needs. What has God gifted you with? And where is a need in the world around you, in your family, in your friend group, in your church? I mm-hmm. mean, in your workplace? I mean, anywhere you are at, where, how has God gifted you to meet the needs you see around you? And, I, and once again, I, that's not sexy. Like, no. um, like, we can be honest about that. We really think about calling as like some big grand thing. We're called to that. Like this big thing we're called to but often the calling is in the mundane which which is one thing you mentioned before we got started yeah it's just it's can be right where you are you know especially with motherhood um mothers in general I think we just struggle with this um no matter what age your children are but having that you know gosh I'm just washing another bottle or Mm -hmm. you know washing another dish or doing another load of laundry or what am I even doing like this isn't meaningful I'm doing nothing for the kingdom of the Lord I'm just sitting here doing the everyday chores Mm -hmm. and so I think by if we turn around and look at that as motherhood is your calling yeah you have been called into motherhood by the Lord and so everything you do has a purpose and everything you do in that house for your children for your husband for your family is your calling and you are serving the Lord by doing those things. And so I think it can really change like just your perspective on doing those mundane things or just the everyday things or or even, you know, if you're just, um, you know, sitting in King, North Carolina and you don't have a family yet or you don't have kids or whatever, but just being in a season of I'm just, I get up, I go to work in the morning, I come home, mm-hmm. I hang out with friends, you know, I, I have a great life, but what am I doing for the Lord. So being able to find those things and realize that all of that is for the glory of the Lord, mm-hmm. I think really can just change your perspective yeah. on that. I, I totally think so. I think we often think of calling as like out there or that, what am I called to that's like other than what I'm doing right now. Right. You really need to take stock of where where your life is right now. Where do I live? Mm-hmm. What am I already doing? Because you're already participating in your calling. Like, so I live in King, North Carolina. I'm not here by accident. My, right. my calling's not somewhere else. God has placed me here. And even right. if you were born here, same thing. Like, 
God's not like, oh man, they ended yeah. up somewhere I didn't want them. Like, or oh man, they're not doing what I wanted them to do. Like, if you were supposed to be doing something else mm-hmm. at this particular moment, you would be doing that. God's not right. sitting on the edge of his seat, like, oh man, I really wish they would start doing the calling I've called them to. Like, if right. you've given your life to Christ, like he's he's guiding your life. He's guided you to where you are right now. That doesn't mean we can't be sinful or like go against what he wants us to do. I'm not saying that, but if you're truly seeking after the Lord, um, he's led you to where you are. And it doesn't mean he's not call, like down the road going to call you to something different. Right. Um, but you need to understand that like what you may be called to down the road. Sure. That that's a calling, but where you're living right now is just as much a call. Right. And, and it's the more important calling because if you neglect what you're called to today for what you're called to tomorrow, mm. then you're sinning. That's a good point. You were called, like Chuck preached this last Sunday, or I guess it'll be two Sundays when you hear this, um, about faith for today. Mm-hmm. I think if we can just look at calling for, you wake up in the morning, what am I called to today? Right. Doesn't mean you don't take stock of like future things. You have these stirrings in your heart for the future. But like, we can't allow those stirrings for what we're called to in the future. Or what we even think. Like, yeah. We're so off all the time. Like what we think we're called to in the future. We mm-hmm. can't let those stirrings um, keep us from participating in what we're called to do today whether that's the dishes whether that's spending time with your kid yeah Um, yeah just because you're not called into you know direct ministry doesn't mean that your life is pointless when it comes to glorifying the lord or you know uh, spreading the word or telling people about jesus like you can do that one being in parenthood raising kids yeah i mean you're raising little disciples like Mm -hmm. that is the biggest a calling that you can have yeah, and probably most important but then you know how serving in your church those are going back to the spiritual gifts you know those spiritual gifts that you have look at that and decide where you should serve in your church mm-hmm. um just because you're not living a life as a minister or a missionary does not mean you're doing any less for the kingdom of the lord that no. zach and i are doing as a paid staff member of a church yeah it, it, there's no difference But to say that, like, so I want to share a little bit about my calling into ministry and kind of what that looked like. I was just, I was actually a nanny at the time. Brad and I had been married for a little over a year, and I was doing a study on um, Paul at the time, my Bible boyfriend. And he, um, anyways, and so I had just felt this, like, longing push or, you know, just this discontentment, I don't really know what you want to call it, just kind of inside of I need to be doing something else with my life. I need to be doing something more. And I just kept trying to um, decipher like what that was. And like I said, I was doing the study on Paul. And so, you know, when Paul questions why him and why God chose him and all of these things, that's, I was like, that's it. That's what I should be doing. I should be in ministry. Mm. And I didn't know what that looked like at the time. And um, Brad and I were both members here at Poplar Springs. And like I said, we had been married a little over a year. But our fear when I shared this with Brad was that we were going to have to move away. Mm. We, all of our family is here. We were both raised um, here. We just knew we wanted to be in this area in North Carolina, raising a family. And so we submitted all of that to the Lord and just kind of said, you know, whatever you want us to do with our family, that's what we'll do. And I think that he really honored that submission by creating a spot here at Poplar Springs. But yeah, so he just made it, made a way for me to work at my home church, which 
really never happens in ministry. (laughs) Typically, when you get called into ministry, you get called away. And so we were just so thankful that that was the Lord's plan. And so here we are. Okay, so a few things like I heard in your story yeah, that I think are really helpful for people when you're like, what we want for this podcast to be this specific episode is right. to like give you resources to think about like, okay, I do have this stirring or I do feel like I'm called to something else. How do I think about that? How would I go yeah. about that? So a few things. One is like your calling came out of reading scripture. Right. Like there was a verse, there was a passage, there was mm-hmm. a part of Paul's life that really captured you that just kind of like stuck in your heart and and made you realize like, okay, like I'm called to vocational ministry. Yes. Um, And so, and my story when I shared is is similar. Um, And then second is that you didn't just feel the stirring and then drop your, everything else you did in your life. You didn't just like quit your job or quit doing anything until you figured out what that calling was. You continued to go about your day glorifying the Lord Mm -hmm. until God made it clear exactly what he was calling you to. Right. So I think those are two really big things. Um, so my story real quick about calling is I was in high school, didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I thought about like 17 different things. Like every week I changed my mind. And then as I found a high school student, as one does, does in high school. <laughs> and I finally asked my youth minister, like, what do you think I should do? And he's like, I think you could do this. And he meant youth ministry. And I was like, <laughs> no, because you don't make any money and you got to deal with kids like me. And I'm not interested in that. Right. Um, well, then I got saved my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. That was before I was saved, actually. Um, and I realized that I had grown up through church mm-hmm. and had, you know, heard about Jesus and all these things, but had never really met Jesus, mm-hmm. um, never really known him, never really placed faith in him. And I realized it, especially in the South, where everyone kind of grows up in church, there's all these kids, all these students who know the right answers, know the right things to say, know how to look at the Christian part but they do not know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just felt called, like, I have that story. I know other students have that same tendency. So I'm going to go into youth ministry to, at least in that one youth group, make sure no mm-hmm. kid leaves the youth group without explicitly knowing what the gospel is. They may not accept it, but they're going to at least know right. who Jesus is, what he's done. Um, and so I went to, co- went to college. I changed my mind like three other times. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to do youth ministry. Oh, I'm going to do this and that and the other. Um, but God continued to continue to bring my heart back to youth ministry and, um, opened up the only door out of college. Like I had all these different things I thought I wanted to do, but the only door that opened (laughs) was for youth ministry. And so entered, um, the job here at Papa Springs and have been here since. Um, now along the way, like passions, I think grow in our calling. Um, like your calling is this static thing throughout your whole life. Like that's the one thing you're called to the rest of your life. Like, since that time, like, my heart is huge for global missions. And, like, mm-hmm. there's a big part of me that would be open to, and in Sydney, too, moving overseas one day. But I think that's where calling gets tricky because we have this big passion for going overseas. and But God has not literally called us to go do that. Right. And so then it's like, okay, we have these hearts that God has given us. Yeah. How do we go about that here? Like, right. you don't have to move to participate in these things God has placed in your mm. heart. That's a good um, point. Just because you have those stirrings in your heart doesn't mean like doesn't mean you know the exact way you're supposed to operate and like go about those stirrings. If right. that makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And and so like if you're at home right now and you're feeling like, you know, well maybe this is a calling that the Lord, you know, um it 
is calling me too. Maybe this is this feeling that I've had, this kind of itch, this, you know, discontentment or something like that. You know, what are ways that you can realize that's a real calling? Like we said before, the Lord's not coming in a burning bush. And so how do we hear him? We hear him through prayer and we hear him through just Bible study, just digging in the word. And um, that's how my calling was revealed to me. And, you know, that's just what's so important. And I think Christian community too. Oh, that's I a mean, good one. you've got to be careful because some people are just yes people and like you'll share like, oh, I feel like I'm called to this. And they'll just be like, yes, girl, you go do that and like not give you any discernment at all. Yeah, but make people, sure you're asking someone that speaks to you in truth. Yeah, speaks honestly to you, mm-hmm. knows you really well, and like not just like someone who knows the best side of you, but right. knows you truly, knows your heart. And who can just pray with you along in it and be like, you know what? I have no idea. Like most people don't know what to do with their own life, so they shouldn't tell you what you should do with yours. But they can pray with you and say, like, I'll be praying about this with you. And over that month or whatever, as you're praying about it and you're discerning it, hopefully the Lord in both of your hearts leads you um, into the same place. So, yeah, Bible reading, mm-hmm. prayer, and I think Christian community. Yeah, that's Talking good. to your pastor and just, yeah, asking for prayer on it and, like, discernment, yeah. I think. And if you are either young listening to this in your teens still or in high school or if you're a parent of a teen, I think it's really important to know, like, it's okay if you don't know. I mean, it's okay if you're in your 40s and you don't know. But, like, it is really hard. I've always said it is absolutely ridiculous that an 18-year-old is required to make a decision about what they're going to do for the rest of their life. So, Mm -hmm. like Zach's experience, he changed his mind a whole bunch. Like, that's okay. That's okay if you're doing that. It's okay if your child is doing that. And as a parent, helping your child, going back to the spiritual gifts, have your parents. We um, did a grow book not very long ago I think it was this last year about spiritual gifts and I can get you that resource for your child to take a spiritual gifts test and knowing what theirs is and being able to help them it's never too early to act through your spiritual gift and to do things that reflect it and so just being able to be aware of that and help guide your kids in a loving supportive Mm -hmm. way is so important and so whether you're like helping someone discern their calling or you're discerning it yourself, remembering you're called to something today. Mm-hmm. Like God has placed you in a place and that is what he's calling you to do today, no matter what you think the future may hold. And two, your purpose, no matter what the calling is, does not change. The right. purpose is to glorify God. And I think if you can have those two like rock solid mm-hmm. things, like yeah. it takes away that kind of like feeling tossed in a sea of unknown. Right. Um, you can know, no, this is the rock I stand on. I'm called to glorify God in these specific ways he's placed me mm-hmm. today despite what I think he may be calling me to in the future. So, yeah, definitely. So we got we got a new segment for you guys. Ooh. It is called Off Topic because okay. we're going to go off topic, off topic of what we've talked about today just to kind of give a fun, lighthearted yeah. way of ending every podcast. So today's Off Topic, Meg and I talked about a few things, but mm-hmm. she told me just to decide in the moment <laughs> what we're going to talk about. It's going to be a surprise. Real quick, I want to know, Megan, Okay. in your opinion, mm-hmm. your I highly value your opinion, what is the best sports movie ever? Oh, I will go first okay. because I don't want, you know, you need to think about it maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's so many, and we want to say, there's so, so Every many. sports movie is basically good. Like, I've not seen, like, a a bad sports movie even. Like, no. even Benchwarmers is, like, funny. <laughs> um, even if it's not, like, inspiring. Because every sports movie is supposed to be, like, this inspiring. Yeah. Um, my favorite sports movie, I think... <laughs> If I'm going to say the best, I think it's Remember the Titans. Just in every level of just enjoyableness, but it also has, like, you know, the tension. Um, yeah. 
it really speaks to where we're at still today, like with the race stuff. Right. Um, and just shows how people from different backgrounds can pull together in like a common way. I think there's a lot of Christian values to take from that movie. Yeah. Denzel Washington is a straight babe. And so, and he's young there. He's not like <laughs> oh chunky gosh. like he is now. So you get to see like good looking Denzel. All those reasons and more, I would say. Remember the Titans is probably. And then my, if I can give a number two. Okay. What's the number two? Coach Carter. Oh, I that's love a good Coach one. Carter. Yeah. Especially like guys and dads mm-hmm. or just like that aspect. I think it's a really good movie. Yeah. It's a really good movie too. Okay. Okay, Megan. Oh, this is so tough. I, I really love it. So if you don't know me, I am a girl that really loves sports. And That's one reason I asked this question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just like popping this on, but she loves sports. Yeah, I do. I love sports. And Brad and I love watching sports movies, um, especially about like true events, you know, which most sports movies are based most on. Most are, yeah. Yeah. So honestly, like the movie that just keeps coming up to me would be, I don't know. There's so many good ones. Just What's your gut though? Mm. What's it telling oh, you? Oh, I just thought of a new one. Okay. So can I do two? <laughs> yeah, you can do okay. two. No, only I can. Okay. Okay, so the first one uh, was We Are Marshall. Who is the actor in that? Now I can't remember. I see his face. It's not Matthew McConaughey, is it? No. Oh, is it? I'm trying to think back to the movie. I don't know. I love Matthew McConaughey. i got to stop talking about attractive actors. <laughs> you know, I also think attra- actresses are also attractive. Um, uh, okay, so okay, anyways, We Are Marshall. Back to, we Are Marshall. But anyways, I love that movie. It is just a, it's a movie. It also deals with race things, mm-hmm. um, which is important for today. But it's, you know, a, a true story about a just a devastating accident that happened to this little hometown. And fun fact, Don, his hometown is actually yeah, Marshall. Pastor. Yeah, and um, so I do. I just, I love That's a good love movie. That movie. Okay, so then the movie that came to my head, Trouble with the Curve. Yes. Yes. I've not seen it, but I, okay. I remember Okay, Trouble with it. the Curve. I'm a sucker for a baseball movie also. Is there and love so, in it? Uh, well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, well, it kinda I, know, I just was wondering, because Trouble with the Curve, like, maybe there's, like, a... Yeah, well, and Justin Timberlake, so... Oh, JT, yeah, it? Justin oh, Timberlake. Oh, I love some JT. Yeah. So. Denzel, Matthew McConaughey, and JT. Yeah. All in so. one episode. Anyways, so that would be, those are our recommendations. And Brad actually has been trying to get me to watch The Greater, Greater and no, it's no. a new movie on Netflix, the and it's Greater. about, mm-hmm, and it's about football, I think. Okay. So, anyways, I'll let you guys know how that goes. So those are our sports movie recommendations. <laughs> yes. Um, hit us up with what you think are better. But until next time, let's be honest. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.